0: The New Age was immediately a production of a large and growing degeneracy among the European aristocracy and financier families. The relatively plebeian intellectual figures of the New Age movement, as Dostoevsky and Nietzsche, were under the patronage of such wealthy degenerates. It was impossible to conceal these class connections of the fascist movements. The popular notion of class affiliations and entities of the communists views fellows such as Corliss Lament as, quote, defectors from their social class and rejects out of hand the notion that any large component the wealthy upper classes could have sponsored communist insurrections. The very idea of such class connections puts the popular delusion into jeopardy that politics is arranged from left to center, from right to center to left. People will tolerate refutation of those ideas they have reached by processes of reason. They will more rarely tolerate any further discussion of evidence contrary to their delusions. That is the only honest reason the phenomena of the trust are either ignored or fundamentally misinterpreted strategically. Um, So so I guess you know he talks about the French Jacobins' leadership and the Paris mobs uh, and if we trace the history of European radicalism from the Jacobins through Mazzini's Young Europe and Young America conspiracies into the formation of the socialist and communist movements of the present century and the functional coincidence of the New Age and trust as institutions, the popular prejudices are supplied devastating refutation – uh, at that point, real comprehension of the trust begins. And, you know, he goes, uh, you know, basically he says radicalism of the right and left righties has been controlled predominantly not by wealthy people in general, but by a well-defined faction among the wealthy. And the required definition is the international mobilization for and against our war of independence. OK, so here he goes there. Like it all comes back to like who was on the side of like the American Revolution and yeah. these dramas, like, continue to kind of play themselves out. I mean, uh, I guess... Uh, yeah. cr- now, he says about I Crowley fly- here. Yeah. Uh, right. I, just, to, just to get into... Okay, yeah, there's a whole yeah, little thing no. about Crowley yeah, here. Um, yeah. yeah, right? I didn't... I, yeah. Uh, Crowley's organization is the major trust-linked counterintelligence adversary inside Britain, the Commonwealth, and the USA today, as we've already indicated some of the extent of that. This is the organization which produced the recreational drugs movement in the USA. It was Crowley's organization which invented and still controls quote, the rock industry. Without this organization and its powerful protectors and promoters, Sino-Soviet narco-terrorist warfare against the United States would have been impossible. The rock (laughs) drug sex counterculture, the principle of Regular warfare weapon exploited against us by Sino Soviet intelligence capabilities is of the form of Event Z. The Crowley Organization is X, and those deployed in X's actions to produce Event Z are Y. The Crowley Organization, X, is the majority of the Anglo American Canadian membership of today's revived version of the Trust. The demonstrable practical connections of sundry aspects of the New Age to both the Trust and to Moscow and Beijing directly are abundant. By statistical correlation alone, the new age and the trust overlap to such degree that they are virtually one and the same. However, we require proof of principle more precise than inductive statistical reasoning. We wish to be able to aim precisely at the head of the snake if we find it necessary to do so, rather than wishfully throwing random pattern fire into the snake's general vicinity. Uh, Snake, interesting. We must know the beast and its habits so precisely that we can adduce his most vulnerable flanks from his organization and nature. Our object must be to destroy the infrastructure of this organized criminality we shall not succeed all at once massive hard investigative work and evaluations must be done in the course of improving war plans for our conduct of irregular warfare a correct scientific definition of the problem's nature is an indispensable guide to investigations and estimates but it is not a substitute for the hard work to follow we need a veritable army of professionals dedicated to planning and winning this war but the army must be unified around a correct definition of both the face of the enemy and the creature's species habits and vital interests um so okay whoa uh, uh
1: quite he... a that that was quite a passage I honestly find the idea of I, I I think that the identification of Nietzsche with the new age is actually kind of like a student away I don't know yes. like uh if he like if it's a student in the way that uh he means it but uh same with Dostoevsky to an extent but uh, I, and I almost think that the idea of communism as part of the new age is interesting too. But yeah. I, I feel like he maybe should have some, because he, I think, really is a new ager as well. Like, uh, yeah. you know, in it, many, many respects. Beyond uh, psychoanalysis. Like, uh, yeah, I'm Laser not sure beam if he weapons. He has that level of self-reflexivity uh, in his thought, but I feel like he really is. And I mean, just the, like, really, if you are... I mean, maybe this kind of indicts us, but I feel like if you are, uh, like, if you're, like, involved in these little internecine fights, like, with, uh, like, you know, sniping at Curly, like, you know, in a way that kind of almost, if your, like, theory of the world, like, is kind of uh, sort of around Curly, that kind of, I guess, like, maybe in an intellectual history sense sort of, like, inherently makes you a New Ager, I feel like, you know, if, like... Yeah, but at the same time that... that, Like, (sighs) view of the motor of history is, like, New Age stuff, like, you know, but, uh... Uh, like, well, uh, you just have an alternative take on, like, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, but the, the, yeah. the
0: type of new age activity and thought that he's describing does not sound like obvious, self-evidently flows out of, uh, the Bolshevik, you know, doctrine or whatever, if anything, no,
1: there's like a lot of leaps, uh, and that I think is like a general, I mean, like we were just reading stuff where he said, like, it all goes back to like Mesopotamian, like cults of like Mithras. Yeah. Uh, no yeah actually he so has it. he like
0: says it right here he, he said he says it right here a little later um uh that basically he talks about how uh, Russia has a cultural; it, they don't have an economic problem in matching us, but they have a cultural one because the Raskolnik, the Russian archetype that he's talking about, is a passionate cultural traditionalist, um, and he basically. But then he he ties it to literally everything, um, and says that <laughs> uh, that that basically uh, the the peasant problem that the Soviet the Soviets call that of uh, the Raskolnik is one aspect of Soviet motives for backing the environmentalist and post industrial movements in the west russian cultural policy will not permit russian economic policy to adapt to high rates of generalized uh, technological attrition in basic industry in agriculture only in a fully rational form of culture to rational forms of economic considerations induce nations to adapt their cultural policy to economic science principles and uh he goes uh, th- this is some some real LaRouche fire here. Uh, the foregoing points of illustration illuminate the fact that to understand Bolshevism, we must understand how the process of evolving a design for Bolshevism was addressed to the indicated paradoxical feature of Dostoevsky's program. What in short is the difference between Peter the Great's program of westernization and the Bolsheviks industrialization policy? The secret is to be found in the grotto of Alex Mundt's Isle of Capri, where new-ager Maxim Gorky molded the cultural policy of the future Soviet state. The mindset of the New Age's authors and leaders, is a deeply mystical one. What is called often symbolic philosophy is their alternative to reason, astrology, witchcraft, Paganist varieties of cult rituals and a magician's trickery are the hallmarks of such mystics' mental life. At the center of the unleashing of the program for the dawning of the Age of Aquarius was the adoption of the figure of the Emperor Tiberius as the model incarnation of the Antichrist and a resurrection of Tiberius's Mithra cult center, the Isle of Capri, as the spiritual center of the movement. The chief priest of the cult on Capri was the notorious Alex Muntha. To this center, leaders of fascism, such as Hitler's emissary, Hermann Goering, were drawn on pilgrimages. Here, Maxim Gorky gathered the Bolshevik leaders for instruction in what he was fashioning as the future Bolshevik culture. Bolshevik culture is a dichotomized one. The sword of iron subordinated to the sword of the spirit. Gene Dixon, using computers to churn out marketable horoscopes, is in keeping with Bolshevik culture. Soviet industrialization must be seen in this light. Russian science and industry are, for the Bolshevik soul, a necessary evil, the sword of iron. Bolshevism proper is the mystical sword of the spirit. The spirit belongs to the mother of Satan, Matushka Rus. Thus, in technical matters, the Bolshevik is rational, but only up to a point. On matters which touch the essence of Bolshevism, he is a raving Russian mystic, a Raskolnik. Mm-hmm. Uh Okay you know he says That in Augustinian civilization Though art religion and the spirit of Scientific inquiry are one and the same The experience and celebration of the Unity of truth beauty and agape Are the essence of western classical Fine art in this things we are In these things we are at peace with ourselves We are at home come in from the hurly burly Of daily conflict to renew ourselves Spiritually for the struggles of the coming day See the Ru- okay oh I'm gonna I'm About to get triggered see the Russian Professional musician attempting to perform the classical repertoire. He is typified by an extraordinary degree of physical proficiency, but he makes everything sound like an echo of drunkenly sentimental Red Army soldiers singing Kalinka. With few exceptions, his mind cannot capture... (laughs) With few exceptions, (laughs) his mind cannot capture the essence of classical composition. He simply does not know what it is all about. He is romantic, like Richard Wagner's circle, like Schopenhauer, like Rilke, and so forth. For him, the rigorous rationalism of the classical repertoire in which creativity is of the form of mental activity associated with scientific discovery is an alien thing in which he finds no pleasure in art he mistakes rigor for the mechanistic as the Russian neoclassicals attempt to do. He preferred um, he prefers unbridled, irrationalist sentimentality. This is the state of mind with which he undertakes the painful duty of technological progress. Thus, all of the most gifted Soviet scientists walk the perilous edge of heresy to Bolshevism outwardly the heresy is to Friedrich Engel's lunatic concoction of dialectical materialism the formal source of that radical nominalist jiggery-pokery called Bolshevik diamat and histomat the mechanistic view of Descartes but with a magical element added in the truth is that science as such is itself already heresy to Bolshevism it is something with which Matushka Rus eyes as evil to her, something she is obliged to tolerate for sake of establishing Moscow as capital of the Third Rome. She permits some Russians to occupy themselves with this sinful practice, a practice of which she hopes to purge herself once the empire is consolidated. The leading New Agers, such as Bertrand Russell, always viewed the Bolsheviks as so many characters from a Dostoevsky novel. That's a weird
1: association. Yeah. On this, yeah. they
0: were never deceived. The Bolsheviks were for them the new berserker vikings sent against Charlemagne's order, the new Mongol hordes. Was it not satanic of Russell and others to favor the looting of Western civilization by such a pestilence? Of course, they are as satanic as the London Hellfire Clubs of the 18th century, as satanic as Crowley professed himself to be, and proud of it. Of course, many features of Bolshevism disgusted them, but they viewed it as a necessary evil, a lesser evil than the Augustinian principles expressed by the American Revolution. They saw the Taoist traditions of China and the russian Skolnik as a leading candidates to serve as an armed cultural force for destruction of Augustinian civilization with a bit of Sufism thrown in. For the 20th century... They, I know. For the 20th century, they saw the Russian Empire as the most credible selection, and Taoist-China culture, perhaps, a future successor. This view by the New Agers has produced two world wars, fascism and Bolshevism during this century, with outright Satanism coming up as the new form of this pestilence. The course of events so unfolded transformed the sponsorship of the russian revolution into an easy but otherwise efficient partnership with the entity created that partnership so defined is the organism to which we must correlate all of the relevant facts of irregular warfare wow
1: um that was doozy that was that was something um yeah that was the first mention of the um, slam that uh, he's made uh, that i found uh, his first interesting mention of, i mean probably something to do, like, you know, peripheral 9-11, he probably made some, but, like, you know, in his more philosophical writings, like, with all this religious, uh, philosophy and theology, that's the first, uh, Muslim, uh, topic, or Islamic yeah. topic, he, he mentioned a uh, very weird, uh, throwaway reference, uh, like uh yeah that was that was something um quite a lot of yeah. weird throwaway
0: references in there basically uh, to uh yes. alleging that uh, like on the one hand he does say elsewhere that like the Beatles were a british psyop like uh cooked up yeah. out, out well, of the that's psychological like the warfare greats, department that's like
1: really yeah like again like you know he's all about it's very bizarre because like in that one he almost seems to kind of be a little bit anti-china like or like he saying does that yeah China, you know could be a fertile gra- yeah so it's weird like uh you know, yeah, I, I mean, I did definitely point out that, like, despite, like, you know, the fact that he'll be, like, very uh, vociferously, like, anti-Nazi, I guess, insofar as, like, he uses the association with, like, Nazism to, uh, you know, criticize the things he doesn't like. Uh, he also, like, you know, he'll say, like, oh, you know, the Nazis made up this, this, you know, they promoted this pitch or whatever. Yeah. But then he'll be, like, you know other cultures that don't have like you know uh figural art or whatever or, or like you know uh you know oh that, that don't yeah like i bet that, he has a problem uh, da with Vinci that or yeah like you know or don't have like this type of classical music like don't have classical music in this type of style like you know don't specifically ha- like even like 19th century romanticism is like too like even like schopenhauer is like too much for him you i know, know right like, uh, that's like you know like so that like yeah. inherently is like incredibly culturally so- chauvinistic. It's I was yeah. listening to like uh, a talk by uh, from 2015 before Larouche's death. Uh, that was kind. Uh, it was talked by Megan Beats, who I guess is a, a, okay. a Laroucheite, um, yeah. and uh, she, um, you know, was kind of I guess just recapitulating a talk that Larouche had given. And you know, she was ta- basically it was about Verdi tuning, uh, uh-huh. and she was talking about uh, you know how. Uh, the music of the spheres or whatever corresponds with the the you know the planetary motions and kepler corresponds with this solfeggio scale or like stuff like that and, you know, oh yeah yeah talking, solfeggio scale, said, but, yeah yeah and she says like you know this has uh you know, this goes back to the core of what Western philosophy is all about um and uh you know um I do want to transition to the the Verdi tuning soon but like I uh, just as, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we there, should talk about but, that. like yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, you know, just as a, a preview of that, but yeah, then you know, she says this whole thing about Western civilization, and then she goes, like, and also, you know, uh, this is similar to what you might see in Confucius, you know, which is, to me, like, so <laughs> weird and almost, like, fake, because, for one, like, uh, you know, of course, like, you know, classical China didn't have, like, music like Verdi at all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, Western ears generally speaking especially ones that are extremely like you know selective and uh have like very snobbish opinions about music tend to kind of uh not like uh like chinese opera and such things but like it's kind of yeah. like this weird thing where somehow all of a sudden like you know because of this weird like whatever calculus has occurred where china's good now somehow yeah. they're like included you know i've actually seen that with other right wing people where like all of a sudden they'll be having this partiality in confucius because he's sort of this traditionalist authoritarian like yeah you know uh well you could see the influence yeah. on the
0: dprk as well and the sort of the the kim family and their yeah. kind of uh they uh if you want to call it you know a uh, cult of personality but yeah. basically well, the idea that, that like to
1: have like a confucian sort of ethos in asia but it's uh yeah. but the, i have noticed even western Like right wingers You know uh, Sort of Having this thing Where like like, uh, Again just to mention Another trad cat Like Adrian Vermula Like or however you pronounce His his name Is always Mm -hmm. like Retweeting like some confucius bot uh was like the law is like you know the king is the father like you know, and stuff like that you know and just like uh, yeah yeah etc um, well you know i think but, uh, if you
0: look at modern china yeah, it, i mean i feel it, like it, if
1: you actually knew anything about sufism you might like it because uh, you know uh but anyway um
0: it's hard or at one point like it and then enough, denounce uh, it as satanic um well if
1: you really that's the thing like if they really like you know it's not like they're citing like all these different like chinese philosophers and critics of confucius or whatever you know and stuff like that it's like the one chinese philosopher that everyone has heard of like you know like if you really were into sufism he would be like you know, the perfidious Naqshbandi order, which, like, destroyed, (laughs) like, you know, the, like, uh, like, what Malana Rumi, like, had, you know, like, or whatever, Uh like, yeah, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't rule out that weird esoteric takes where he would be, like, you know, like, Ibn Taymiya was, like, a true, you know, uh, like, visionary, uh, I guess that's not really an arcane take, I don't know what his thoughts on Ibn Taymiyyah would be, but anyway. Uh, well, that's the thing it's about it's LaRouche is, like, his view, the, the uh,
0: confidence of his hot takes. Like, nobody has yeah. the the sort of worked out, like, long form hot takes like LaRouche, where, you know, he... he and and sometimes it, it seems kind of evident that, you know, maybe he's read something about this, but it, it almost feels, like, unnecessary in a way. Like, he's throwing down hard on some, like, uh, you know, minor character in distant history, like the Baron of... Uh, you know yeah, yeah, uh, Marlboro, bourbon or something yeah, like that
1: Marlboro, yeah. Uh, yeah the Duke of Marlborough. Yeah.
0: uh yeah. yeah and how but like you know did now as like a satanic scum who were like representing the Mithran yeah. cult of and it's like okay wait hold on a second but he just he's on to the next one I mean he's a lot like it reminds <laughs> me of like Alex Jones as well and like also the flattening of um of kind of, like, Bolshevism and fascism into, you know, they were caused by the same thing, you know, it's like, like, Hitler took the guns, Mao took the guns, Stalin took the guns, you know? It's like that kind of thing, of, like, they're all, like, part of the globalists, so... And in a way, like, for yeah, like,
1: it's like, like, that would make Adolf globalist. Hitler, Joe Stalin, and Jeffrey Dahmer, you know? Yeah, like,
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, exactly. Yeah. So he's he views, I mean, they really are kind of the in a way, the original globalists. And I wonder to what extent Alex Jones was like influenced by LaRouche because there's a lot of overlap. He might have gone on Alex Jones back in the day, I mean, like in the 2000s um a couple times but those are two very big egos I wouldn't expect them necessarily to uh mesh super well um
1: yes um yeah I feel like they wouldn't mesh kind of like how Alex Jones hates Q that might be a situation yeah yeah yeah. and Uh, the LaRouche
0: the uh, LaRouche pub like technically is anti-QAnon from what we've been able to see like, like it's a psyop, yes. that, uh, specifically Yeah, Q. right, it is
1: anti-Q, but they're pro-Trump. Yeah, it's like they're, yeah. Real, like they're Q without Q. Instead of Q, they have LaRouche. Um, yeah, okay. like, he's know. kind of the original
0: yeah. Q in a way. Like he is, yeah. uh, well, I mean, true. honestly. Yeah, he yeah. always would be
1: like, I'm getting these reports. I mean, Jim Baker said when they were in prison, he would get like these intelligence reports and even know about like news before it happened. You know, that yeah. you yeah. he was in jail with.
0: Um, And he did have these like murky contacts, like both with like Soviet diplomats and with CIA and Pentagon officials that, you know, sometimes it's kind of like Michael Flynn and some of those other guys. It's like you're not sure to what extent they really are kind of like in the mix or to what extent they're like puffing up their own kind of like level of access and credentials. You can never quite tell You know, it's like when they're talking about how, like, President Trump needs to institute martial law right now, like that that General McInerney guy that uh, goes on the the Two Mikes show all the time and, like, literally was saying, like, President Trump needs to invoke the Insurrection Act and start military (laughs) tribunals and start executing people. Like, absolutely absolutely spot on, General. Absolutely spot on.
2: (laughs)
1: I don't know if I remember mentioning this in another, uh, another episode, but, uh, yeah, I saw that like, you know, people were saying the COVID like stimulus bill or whatever was like a, you know, uh, a, a Trojan horse for like some repeal of the insurrection act. So Trump wouldn't be able to declare martial law and like, yeah, I saw that, you know, like what the, like, yeah, anyway, uh,
3: Mr. LaRouche, I wanna quote you back to yourself. This is something I read on your stationery, written by you, quote. According to authoritative sources, Henry A. Kissinger, that's our former Secretary of State, is not a Jew, but a faggot. One does not need to catch Henry in flagrante in the Carlisle Hotel or with a Romanian waiter in Acapulco. He is of the species some psychopathologists describe as An extreme anal variety of sadomasochistic personality. Now, on the subject of psychopathologists, has any psychopathologist ever suggested to you that you ought to be locked up? Well, what's that got to do with anything? A lot to do with it. That's our Secretary of State. Well, that's, that's, that's one of the leading men in America. That's our misfortune. He also happens to be a close friend of mine. <laughs> For you to say something like this, suggest to me that you ought to see he, a psychopathologist, you, you, and you, I think a
2: psychopathologist would suggest that you be locked up. Well, Tom, I suggest you consider the fact that everything said in that statement is true. On what grounds do you say this? Who are the authoritative sources? Oh, I am one of the authoritative sources. You know what what I mean? evidence do you have to say? I'm in the news business. I run an international weekly news magazine. We run about a thousand people are working around the world in various capacities in that connection. That what I know about Henry Kissinger, he's developed from sources that know him very well. And for our own direct investigations. Henry Kissinger is still screaming about the effectiveness on which we got on the inside of his entire scheduling operation as a matter of our investigation. Was that how
3: you got the uh, young lady to insult him and his wife? Is he wasn't, the he he wasn't
2: insulted. The point is Henry was walking to the airport. And this is,
3: let's, let's get that so the audience will know what we're talking hmm. about. This is where some uh, lady walked up or woman walked up to Henry Kissinger when he was headed for his bypass operation. And called him a fag or something. No, 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 she didn't.
2: It didn't happen that oh, way. Well. she
3: us said, Do you happened? sleep with young boys at the Carlisle Hotel? That, That's not, what she said. No, you've
2: got it wrong. You wonder know what happened, or don't you? you well, I heard that? it from Mrs. Kissinger. Well, Mrs. Kissinger's not a reliable woman. You wonder know what happened, or don't you? All right, ah, uh, you're a reliable man. We'll okay, fine. You. Henry Kissinger walked into to the airport, and some people were associated with me, were at their usual stay at the airport. They said, Ah, Henry Kissinger. And so this young woman walked up to Henry and said, Mr. Kissinger, may I ask you two questions? And she asked him about the current thing that uh, Walt Westmoreland was having troubles at that point, the, mm-hmm. the questions Vietnam thing. And asked him if he cared to say anything about that. And he said, no, do you want to become involved? He said, well, Mr. Kissinger, may I ask you another question? Is it true that you have been involved with young boys at the Carlisle Hotel? And that was not an insult. That was a straight journalistic question on a matter of fact, which has been some discussion from highly reliable witnesses. Well, this us look. Uh, I, you.
3: Highly reliable witnesses, Henry Kissinger's doesn't have. I'm not a, a, a supporter don't of Henry Kissinger. He doesn't have enough time to sue you for putting this type of material out there. Why, let me ask you, why do you put that kind uh, of material sort of bristling with hatred and revilement no, 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 into a true. publication? Why don't you just criticize well, his foreign me. policy?
2: it. on the question of Henry Kissinger, first of all, everything in there is true, true. And I know what to be Mr. Uh,
3: LaRouche, I hope you have a lot of that money that you're raising from all your various organizations um, handy, because if I were Henry Kissinger, I would sue you and try to take it all. But let me ask you this one. I here's got, another, here's another great statement of yours. David Rockefeller, Avril Harriman, and Henry Kissinger are all agents of the British intelligence service spreading drug addiction, global famine, and the bubonic
2: plague. What, well, you, you have- know, to, What kind of a- What you have to do- You're taking something- What, what kind of a, of a Wait statement. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold it on, come on. Don't get so excited.
0: For access to the full-length episode, subscribe to the Hour of
2: Frequency at patreon.com slash jihad.